Today, my guest is the Chief Marketing Officer of Lamborghini and also the first woman ever to join the board. She graduated in political science and law and holds a master from Columbia University. And one thing we're going to find out later in the podcast is that she is a great cook. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest, Katia Bassi. Katia, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Yuri. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, no. Thank you for making time. I know you're a very busy lady these days. <laughs> we have an incredible launch in uh, Lisbon at the Estoril, uh, but I'm really glad uh, to have this chat with you. Well, tell us, what are you doing in Lisbon? So we are at the Estoril and we are launching uh, officially to media our Aventador SVJ, the, uh, the car who made uh, the lap record at the Nürburgring uh, circuit. So very exciting time for Lamborghini. So usually when you do a launch for uh, one of your new models, do you do a global launch in, in different parts of the world or you pretty much pick one place and that's the official launch? No, definitely. We, uh, we do the official launch in different parts of the world. Uh, and in fact, Rome has been the perfect landscape for Urus. Uh, today we are here uh, in Lisbon for the event of the SVJ and next year, you know, another incredible location for another new car. For everybody who follows the industry, there are a lot of car shows going on right now, but uh, which ones do you attend? Uh, we uh, attend uh, uh, the Geneva Motor Show. Uh, that probably is the most important one uh, uh, on a global basis. Uh, but also we go in uh, Shanghai uh, because, of course, uh, the Asian market is really very important to us. Now, one thing about you that I think has been said before, but I think we got to mention, you are the first woman ever to join the board of directors for Lamborghini. It is correct. What were the things that attract you about the company and the strategy that you had in mind once you came on board? What I like uh, when, uh, when I decide uh, to, um, uh, to accept a new challenge uh, is uh, the project that, that's behind. Of course, uh, Lamborghini per se is an amazing brand and it's very difficult not to be attracted by, by a brand like this. But on the other side is also the project that uh, uh, is, uh, is behind the brand itself. You have many other brands uh, that are... Uh, of course, in different in different segments, very interesting. But uh, when uh, when it comes to Lamborghini, and you see the energy around the brand, that you see uh, the opportunity really to do something very special, because you don't have so many chances in the automotive business to do something so bespoke, so uh, you know dedicated to a niche market and luxury market. Uh, that uh, this is what attracted me the most and that's why i accepted the challenge so now you've been with the company for about a year and since you came as a cmo what has been your main priority the priority has been uh, of course the positioning of the brand the reputation of the brand that it was already high but we wanted also to consolidate our um, uh, pillars uh, uh, the pillars of the strategy that uh, as a team uh, we all introduced uh, and we are deploying. And we are talking about uh, the informal luxury because Lamborghini is uh, a luxurious brand uh, but with a touch of informality. 
We are also future shapers because uh, since the very beginning of our history, we always push the boundaries and uh, we're trying to apply this concept to everything that we do. And it's very important. And the third, uh, it's about designing experiences because we believe the Lamborghini is something uh, beyond the car. The car is the ambassador, but definitely we need to create uh, an environment uh, and a context uh, for our customers to enjoy, but also for what we call the aspirational target, the fans that are enthusiasts in following Lamborghini. And we want really for them to create something that is about an happy brand as Lamborghini is. Well, you just said something that caught my attention. Uh, you said the, the future shaper. Tell me more about that. What, what do you mean by the future shape in terms of like, what are you guys working on to define the future? Uh, Urus is, you know, the most recent and great example of what does it mean being a future shapers because uh, uh, we have launched the very first super SUV in the history. Um, but if we look at the past, you know, starting with the Miura, with the, with the Countach uh, LM002, that has been the father of the current uh, uh, Urus, the SUV, you can see that we have a tracking uh, of successes in terms of uh, creating something that was never done before. So I used to say that uh, we are, uh, if I have to make a comparison to two artists, uh, we are more or less the Andy Warhol or the Pablo Picasso, the automotive that completely changed the rules uh, and the tradition of the automotive creating something that really is completely new and this is what lamborghini stands for is in our dna being uh, you know creator of uh, of new technologies of uh, new design and uh, with the svj uh, it's very clear and it's under everybody's eyes that we uh, also are focused on performances uh, and uh, we uh, succeed in uh, doing what uh, we uh, put as a goal. Was that part of the beginning of the process to come up with a car that would appeal to women as well? Or you just wanted to create a version of an SUV, super SUV that would fit with the Lamborghini heritage? Uh, definitely, this, is, this was the purpose from the very beginning, meaning uh, Lamborghini is a brand uh, that, first of all, want to be the first one, the pioneers and uh, never followers. Um, just to, uh, to, to, to be clear, Yuri, Lamborghini doesn't speak uh, to men or women. Lamborghini speaks on gender, and for us it's very important. So what I used to say is that the car doesn't know if it's a man or a woman driving. Therefore, we believe that definitely with Urus we can open the door to a completely different target. And in fact, uh, we have 70% uh, of our customers that are new to the brand, and this is really a great achievement for us. But uh, we also hope that because Lamborghini, it's it's all about performances, and we don't have to forget the super sports cars are anyway crucial and are at heart of our business. We hope that in the near future, those who are getting familiar through Urus with Lamborghini can move then to the super sports cars, including women. So what is the feedback? What are your clients saying about the car? The car has been uh, really accepted in uh, a credible, positive way. And in fact, uh, we are now talking uh, about it more or less two years for the last delivery of the car because uh, we have so many people 
interested in buying uh, Urus, especially now, uh, where we started through the dealers uh, to uh, have the customers or the prospect testing the car. And they realized that this is a true Lamborghini. It's not just an SUV, but it's a Lamborghini uh, with the body, with the shape of an SUV. What I used to say is that it is a more generous Lamborghini because you can share the experience uh, with the people that you love, uh, with your friends, with your family, with your kids. It's a car that is very versatile, and this is the reason why uh, Ed uh, and is having uh, such a huge success. Well, I like the generous Lamborghini. That's definitely a, a good marketing approach right there. When you have such a well-known brand like Lamborghini, how do we engage with the customers? You said that 70% of your customers right now are first-time customers. How are you connecting with those new customers and how are you engage with the old ones so they keep coming back? So we try to do so because uh, for us it's very important uh, to get in touch directly with these people uh, because we, know, we want to know them better to try to satisfy their needs. Uh, and once again, not just related to the car, but also beyond that. And this is the reason why with all our events, if we're talking uh, about the recent event that we had in um, Pebble Beach, the Concours d'Elegance, we created a lounge uh, that is our format that is uh, already uh, very well established in uh, New York City. But there we had a chance to meet our customers, to create an atmosphere that is a very familiar and home atmosphere. Uh, where they can come, they can relax, they can talk about their cars, they can have fun with us, and they can finally have conversation with uh, a lot of Lamborghini members and, and enjoy, really, the, the atmosphere. So more and more we organize activities like this, like a Giro, uh, or the Italian uh, uh, tour that we just had, where we ask our customers to to join us in enjoying their cars in an environment that, of course, is uh, very much lifestyle. So they can uh, really have fun with the car, but also we uh, are then able to understand a little bit more of their interests, what they're looking for, what's the car of the future, what are they expecting from Lamborghini. Everything is very much bespoke. Uh, because we are, have uh, such a limited number of customers due to the limited production that definitely you know, is something that we cannot miss, especially now. So when you engage with your clients doing those events, what are the things that you hear from them that has caught your attention? But mainly what they appreciate, I have to say, is the fact uh, that we try uh, as much as we can to get personally in touch with them. So the personal touch starting from our CEO that uh, is a very open person, always available to talk, to have a chat. Uh, I think this is the thing that they appreciate the most. And uh, us as a board member feel this responsibility to be closer to them. And, and I believe that uh, uh, being uh, uh, an Italian company with such a level of craftsmanship and uh, a human touch especially now is really the key in a conversation of this level with these customers that are able more or less to buy anything, but they also enjoy having a, a direct and personal relationship with the Lamborghini team. 
I think you guys announced not long ago that you have been developing probably a possibility to do a hybrid as well. Is that come from the necessity from hearing and getting feedbacks from your customers or more initiative from the, the leadership team that they wanted to be part of the market? Let's say it's a, it's a two-way conversation here, Yuri. Uh, of course, we feel as a company the responsibility to do so. And on the other side, we also hear from our customers. It's clear that we are a super sports car company. Therefore, performance is, is really, uh, really the center of uh, what we do. But at the same time, we are conscious of, uh, of the environment and uh, we feel that we had to do something. So that's why we start with, uh, with the you know, development of, uh, of the hybrid version of, of Urus. Can you see a electric car being something in the future? Once again, the, the main point for Lamborghini is to give this level of performances. So it's clear that we are a looking forward company and we are not skipping the conversation about electricity. But so far, we are not as yet in the phase of announcing something in that direction. From the drawing board to the time the car is ready to deliver to a client, how long does it take? Um, more or less four months, something like that. So in four months. But what about a, a new concept car, a new model like the Ustra? Uh, Urus a little bit more. <laughs> For Urus a little bit more. Uh, I, I really care to say that uh, here in Sant'Agata, we established the Urus factory completely from scratch. The company moved from 80,000 square meters to 160,000 square meters in a little bit more than a year. So a big, big transformation for the company because we absolutely and strongly wanted to keep the production in Italy because it's such an important thing for us, hiring 600 people. So I think that waiting a little bit more for this car, also because uh, one of our mantra is time for perfection, makes a lot of sense and explain how much we care about the details. Outside the private event and the car shows, where else do you spend your marketing budget? Has social media been beneficial to you at all? Uh, yes, of course, social media, considering that uh, uh, our customers uh, are very young, uh, just to give you an idea, 22% uh, of our customer base is below 30 years old, without mentioning uh, uh, you know, the enthusiast following Lamborghini. And this is the reason why so far we have 14.5 million followers on Instagram, is one of the key elements, one of the key touch points uh, from our, uh, for, the, for, for Lamborghini to get in touch with these people. Therefore, yes, this is uh, another element, but we cannot forget uh, uh, the uh, dynamic launches, like the one that we are running here in, uh, in Lisbon. Uh, and it's true that it's dedicated to media, but these are medias that can test uh, the car, that can experience firsthand what the car can, can do. And they are a way also for us to spread uh, the, the message about Lamborghini and not just about the car itself, but also the brand positioning, etc. So we have many other ways, uh, also local activities that we do, because once again, Lamborghini is an Italian company, but uh, is uh, internationally well-known. 
So the first market is the US, second market is uh, Japan, third market is uh, UK. Therefore, we really need uh, to keep the same kind of consistency in the different countries, even if we're facing different cultures. And uh, we have to be uh, versatile enough uh, to create platforms uh, that could satisfy the different cultures all around the world. I'm fascinated by you just mentioned that the majority of your current customers are below 30 years of age. I, I knew there would be a younger clientele, but no, not quite that young. Do you think that's more driven to the allure, what Lamborghini means to some of those young professionals, executives or entrepreneurs to be able to afford such a car? And is that that's pretty much the target for you? The target uh, that we have, of course, uh, uh, is uh, is the target of young uh, or young people interested in buying a car, but also the experience. And from uh, from our uh, knowledge so far, uh, of course, uh, we are talking about the super sports cars in particular. Uh, we believe that the, the young generations are attracted by Lamborghini because of the design, because uh, it is pure energy because we speak uh, through colors and in fact all you know the colors of our car are uh, you know well known everywhere um, because of the message uh, that we give to them that we are normal people making cars uh, for uh, lucky people as well but beyond uh, and behind the scene of this company there are people interested in doing their best to manufacture a car that is second to none. So I believe that because uh, the new generations, millennials and Gen X, they know uh, that they also need a purpose. Uh, they see in Lamborghini someone, yes, with a wonderful design, with great performances, but also with people behind the scene. And this is what I believe they like the most. So you mentioned the U.S., Japan, and U.K. are your three main markets. So I know you said China is an important market for you, but what are the markets that you see good potential for the brand? Definitely the Middle East is a very potential market. Um, and uh, India in, in the near future. Just consider, Yuri, that we produce uh, a little bit less than 4,000 cars. Therefore, you know, we are talking again about the niche. Of course, on top of that, we have Urus, and this is, you know, uh, uh, doubling uh, the size of the company and the size of production. But still, at the end of the day, 7,000 cars on a worldwide basis, uh, they are not that much. Therefore, you know, we don't have uh, enough production, I would say, for, for everyone. So we are focusing on, uh, on the markets. Uh, uh, because we want to be an international company, but definitely, you know, the interest is increasing uh, almost everywhere. Car companies before has really jumped in opportunity of licensing their name and their brand, and I believe you guys have done some of that at one point. Is that a plan to continue to push the brand in different categories? Lamborghini is uh, an entire world of uh, uh, touch points, and the car, as I said, is the ambassador, no, no doubt. But we believe that the brand should be uh, more visible because, as I said before, our cars are very rare. But to be in touch uh, with the aspirational target, you also need uh, to, uh, you know, to engage with them in different ways. Therefore, 
I don't want to use the word push because from our from our standpoint, it's not pushing, so we are not doing merchandising. But uh, we uh, rather prefer to be positioned as an aspirational target uh, at the level of the fashion brands, attracting the new generation, attracting those who are interested in the informal luxury world. And uh, we look at the real estate uh, 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 segment as one of the probably uh, most significant one because they, through real estate we can express quite easily uh, the three pillars of the strategy and we can express uh, you know what Lamborghini stands for in terms of design and message so we are very much focusing in that uh, in that direction so you would be open to the possibility as long as it's the right partnership and it makes sense with the brand overall you absolutely got the point that's correct do you watch your competitors closely or it doesn't really matter you just do what you said to do no always it's very important to see what the others are doing uh, but at the same time we we have our identity we have our dna we like the idea again to to do things that in the automotive business have never been done. So we experiment as a team a lot, but always with an eye of what the industry is is going. I'm a firm believer that doesn't matter how good you are, there is always room for improvement. In your opinion, what the auto industry can do better? So in general, I believe uh, that the uh, automotive market is very traditional uh, and I'm not judging. I'm just, uh, you know, making a picture of the current situation. So I believe that, that uh, so far uh, a brand like Lamborghini, that is a niche brand, uh, could be the one uh, uh, changing things in this world, you know, in our way, also with respect of others. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I also believe that it's now time to be more welcoming with women because women in the very short uh, period of time will represent a huge and important target uh, for the automotive business. So executives, entrepreneurs, women that can afford, you know, from... Uh, uh, city cars to luxury uh, sports car because they have their own money to spend. So this is something that I believe uh, we should look at. And I'm not saying that because I'm a woman, but just because as a professional, I can see this target growing and growing. And, uh, and it's important that the automotive business uh, uh, finally think what to do for women aside of a big trunk or, you know, big mirrors, because this is not really what these target, this target is looking for. One of the things that I was interested in when I started reading more about you is that before you were with several different companies, you were right at one point, Astro Martin, MBA in Italy, and also the Inter de Milan, the soccer team, all of those uh, industry heavily dominated by, by male do you feel like you always had to work twice as hard to get half of the appreciation? I don't know if I've been lucky, uh, but I have to say that I didn't feel that I had to work twice. I had the opportunity 
to um, be surrounded by very bright minds and um, people that judge me for my professionalism and definitely not for my gender. This is what I try to do with everyone as well, because on the other side, you know, a woman might think that the sensibility of, uh, you know, the, the male environment is different. I'm trying just to be myself, not to compromise because I don't want to, to become uh, like a, a, a woman trying to imitate a man. I'm what I am. And uh, I have to say that this has been uh, very well accepted and uh, paid off. So personally, I, I feel absolutely comfortable. I felt absolutely comfortable in working in, uh, in those environments. Maybe, uh, you know, in some occasions, yes, I felt a difference. Sometimes more from uh, outside than inside the company, but this is part of the game. So I feel absolutely comfortable with it. If you have the opportunity to go back in time, what would you tell your younger self? I uh, don't want to be arrogant, but uh, I have uh, to say that uh, I would tell to myself, uh, do what you have already done. So meaning for me, every choice has been driven by passion. It seems uh, quite obvious uh, as a thing, but definitely every time that I changed uh, and uh, as you mentioned, uh, you know, I moved from jewelry to automotive uh, sports and back to uh, automotive again, has been driven not by the products, but uh, mainly by the project uh, that, of course, at that time I thought was the right one for me. So projects, having projects in, in which you trust uh, is really the key, uh, in my opinion, for a successful professional life. And when I mean successful, I mean for yourself, you know, that you feel completely accomplished. Do you usually have any tips for a young professional who is studying in the marketplace? Once again, it seems obvious too, but uh, uh, nowadays it is not uh, so obvious. Uh, being humble, you know, to, to start uh, is really the key of everything. You know, being a good listener being someone that avoid the judgments, uh, preconceptions, and all these things is one of the key elements, in my opinion, to be accepted in the environment, on the work environment. But also at the same time, uh, being humble doesn't mean being stupid. It means simply being able to, to put, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the knowledge and uh, uh, understanding uh, and learning from others first, and then being able to being able to um, uh, give uh, our point of view, their point of view, in a way uh, that makes sense uh, for the environment that they live. So it's important that uh, you know we believe uh, that learning is a non-stopping process and therefore we have to be also open to understand what others have to tell us there is always room for improvement what do you do on your free time i read a lot i read and i cook a lot because sometimes i really need to do something concrete because in our in our in our job, uh, you know, of course, you know, you come with strategies. Yes, you create events, but at the end of the day, I 
have uh, the necessity sometimes to create something with my hands. And because I'm horrible in art, so I cannot paint or doing anything in that uh, in, in in that area. I like cooking and creating, um, you know, yes, new recipes. I invent something new for, uh, you know, for those who I invite at home, and that's what I what I like. But reading is is one of the most important. Uh, uh, source of uh, inspiration of my life. When you invite friends to your house, what do you usually cook? What's special? Ah, uh, risotto, 100%. I'm, uh, I'm able to do risotto in every, you know, with every ingredients. I'm good with that. And, uh, and fish is the other thing that I'm uh, good uh, uh, to cook. And also I bake. I love baking. So from bread to uh, to cakes, yes, you know, creating and seeing what I create is uh, is uh, is a very good source of uh, of pride for me. That passion for cooking is that something that you got from your family, from your mom or grandmother, or is just just natural to you? No, it's natural because my mother is awful <laughs> in cooking, I have to say. So probably it's coming from that uh, uh, bad experience. My mommy is a, is a wonderful person, but let's say that uh, she's not uh, you know, very good in cooking because uh, she eats uh, you know, very little. Therefore, she doesn't have any passion for, for food. Uh, while my, my dad has... Mm, and uh, and I started with him because we wanted to experiment uh, something different from the very basic basic uh, uh, you know uh, starters and uh, dishes that my mom uh, was able to cook and this is where I started so and I started enjoying very much do you have a favorite book can you recommend us one or two um, start with why of Simon Sinek what about the book that you like so much I think that starting with asking ourselves why of everything is one of the rules, in my opinion, of, of the personal development and personal life. And so I believe that, you know, when we stop asking why is the beginning of abandoning childhood. And always kids ask for everything that is, uh, you know, they, they want to know why of everything. And this is, it. this is the level of curiosity that keeps you always young. Katja, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. This has been great. See, I didn't even know you were such a great cook. Now we got all this information from you that goes beyond your just Lamborghini. There you go. See? <laughs> the beauty of the podcast. And welcome to my home. <laughs> Katja, again. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. Now, tell everybody who's listening to us how they can find out more about you and Lamborghini. Lamborghini.com is full of information about us and, of course, all our social media. Thank you very much, Yuri. Ladies and gentlemen, Katia Bassi. Hey, everyone. Make sure to like, comment, and let us know what you think. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. <laughs>